Good afternoon and welcome to WQSU's Public Affairs Program and 3A3. This week is a special feature interview with Susquehanna University's 15th President, Jonathan Green, who was actually inaugurated earlier today in Weber Chapel. We had the opportunity to speak with President Green shortly before his inauguration. President Green, welcome to Susquehanna University. We are honored to have you as our president. Well, thank you. It's an honor to, to be able to play this role in such a great institution. President Green, your inauguration is underway, but technically you were named the president July the 1st. What is it like to be the president of Susquehanna? Well, it's, it's certainly it's the best job I've ever had. Um, I think uh, one thing I've mentioned to a couple of people is that it, it's been a pretty humbling experience because we have been so warmly welcomed and uh, so graciously supported by both members of the university community and the, the broader community in Sealands Grove and up and down the Susquehanna Valley that... Uh, uh, we've been a bit overwhelmed by the kindness of so many people who want us to be successful because they care about this place. Uh, but uh, it's it's a it's a great honor and 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 a real privilege to be able to uh, represent this fine institution. How did you know becoming SU's president was the best choice? Well, I think I'm finding that to be reaffirmed every day. The uh, I've told a number of people that I have known. Jay Lemons and uh, Linda McMillan for years. Um, uh, My wife and I, in fact, were involved in a leadership development program uh, a number of years ago that uh, two of the leaders were Joel and Trudy Cunningham, who uh, he was the president and she first lady uh, before the Lemonses. And uh, so we've been very familiar with the institution and aware of many things that have been happening here over the years. I think that as I became more involved in the search process, uh, there were a couple of components of of Susquehanna's history and some of their practices that became particularly uh, meaningful uh, to me. One of them is the uh, GO program. Uh, I'm a very strong advocate for study abroad and for uh, opportunity for students to engage with uh, cultures different from their own as part of their development and uh, the uh, commitment that the GO program has to be sure that there's a study away program uh, experience for every student uh, was very important to me because it showed me that there were shared values between the university and my own beliefs about education and one of the other things that was particularly meaningful to me are uh, was the ways in which the university throughout its history has figured out um, how they can provide a high quality education to students uh, uh, without respect to their means. Um, that uh, we've uh, been unusually successful in being able to help students from uh, modest backgrounds to be able to figure out how to afford and complete uh, a life-changing education and that's a mission that I wanted to be part of. You mentioned earlier that our GO program is a wonderful opportunity for our students to have these experiences abroad. Have there been conversations on how to further grow that program? Sure. Um, the uh, the one thing is that we do have universal uh, conscription, as it were, and that, that every student, uh, when he or she arrives at the university, knows uh, that uh, that's an expectation for graduation. Um, but... Uh, One of the things that I think is going to be important is our ability to continue to enrich the offerings and the variety of offerings that students have for both go-long and go-short programs. Um, And uh, I think 
we have some opportunities to look at some uh, different perspectives on uh, cultural integration, uh, some of the domestic GO programs where students are engaging with cultures different from their own in our own country that I think that there are some ways in which we can we can explore making that richer over time. And it's it's still a fairly young program in the context of a 160-year-old university. SU is listed among the top 16% of colleges and universities in the Wall Street Journal, and we rank among the nation's top 30 liberal arts colleges. What does this mean for our students? Well, certainly, um, I think it's a good recognition uh, from external sources about the value of a Susquehanna education. Very often, the reputation of an institution affects the ways in which employers and graduate schools view uh, an an applicant. Um, And uh, although we want every student to be able to stand on the merits of their own work, uh, that uh, it it doesn't help to have some name recognition of confirmation that someone says, you graduate from Susquehanna, we know that you're prepared to do the following things. And um, in this region, I think it's very evident, but I would love nationally for folks to know also that as a Susquehanna graduate, we know that you embrace a set of values that we think are important to being um, valuable members of our community, and uh, be sure that that reputation also uh, embraces the values the institution has um, embraced in addition to the, uh, the skills and knowledge that we know our students are graduating with. In opening convocation, you spoke about engaging the community and preparing the students. We say achieve, lead, and serve on SU campus. Can you explain more about that? A core part of being liberally educated is is really being prepared, uh, as I've been saying, to be a, a citizen leader. We develop people who are capable of being discerning in terms of the ways in which they are involved in their communities. And service has been a critical part of that. Um, our orientation, the SU Give portion of orientation, and introduces students to service learning as part of the orientation process, and then SU Serve builds on that. Um, historically, we've seen ourselves uh, contributing. The last measurement that I saw was 17,000 hours of service work in the Susquehanna Valley per year, and I would love to see us actually increase that to about 51,000 hours, which would be 24 hours per student per year. And I and I know that uh, we have the capacity, um, and uh, and I think the will, and certainly uh, within the broader community, there are a lot of things that that, that kind of manpower would be uh, of great value. I think we also have some... Um, opportunities to develop uh, what sometimes is called action research, which is when both nonprofits and, and for-profit businesses within the community and, and community organizations will bring questions and problems to the university, saying, how do we do this, or what would be a way of developing this program? And uh, we can develop an infrastructure on campus to be able to uh, identify the appropriate faculty, staff, and students to take on that project. The thing that's important, though, is that the questions really do need to come from the community. I think sometimes colleges and universities like to say, this is what we can do for you. And I think that we'll find ourselves uh, learning a lot more if we say, um, what what could we do for you? And uh, whether that's a a third-year accounting student helping to develop a uh, budget plan for the Boys and Girls Club, or whether that's a, a group of students developing an initiative to help repair a home for someone who doesn't have the, the uh, capability of doing that, that there are a lot of different ways that we can learn through our service to the community. How will your love for music contribute to Susquehanna's music department? 
Well, the uh, music faculty have been uh, remarkably welcoming. In fact, in my mail this morning, I found a copy of the uh, uh, band arrangement of the alma mater, and uh, uh, Eric Hinton has been kind enough to invite me on homecoming to conduct the alma mater at the end of the football game. Uh, but uh, also, uh, coming up very soon, uh, will be a, a broadcast on uh, the public television stations regionally of the Music of the Reformation program that our music students and faculty have put together a documentary of music either from the Reformation or inspired by it. And uh, once again, they very generously invited me to uh, conduct the opening piece with the choirs. And so I was uh, able to uh, sort of participate at the last moment and, and, and get to play a part of that, which, which I found really quite endearing that uh, they were kind enough to let me be part of it. President Green, you have spent many years on college campuses. What are your goals, your visions for Susquehanna University in the coming years? I'd like to tell students that uh, managed to stay in college since 1981, which is a, <laughs> <laughs> around commencement time. We always have about half of the students always saying, I don't want to leave yet. So I figured out a way to stay in college for my entire life. Um, folks in the community have heard me talk about this a lot finding additional resources to be sure that our uh, rich tradition of providing access to deserving students uh, continues to be uh, a hallmark of the institution and being being uh, confident that we're able to support all deserving students so that they can complete an education here. Um, expanding our work with GO and other being a truly globally educated community. The uh, the concept of, of developing cosmopolitan citizens, people who are truly citizens of the world and understand the ways in which uh, we are all interrelated and how what happens in one part of the world affects um, everything else and, uh, and that those experiences give us an appreciation of diversity so that we can celebrate the things that are different between us and appreciate what each of us brings to the table in ways that um, uh, just make life better for all of us. Um, and then uh, having a significant uh, emphasis on the ways in which the traditions of our liberal arts education are really preparation for leadership. We've been fortunate. This spring we were identified by Zipia, uh, which is an online magazine, that our graduates, we have the highest employment rate of our graduates of any college or university in the state of Pennsylvania, and we were rated ninth in the country. Um, and one of the reasons that our graduates are finding themselves gainfully employed in uh, the fields of, of their desire and interest is uh, I believe that we've prepared them well to be uh, leaders in their workplaces and so they they find themselves moving up quickly uh, they find themselves being um, strongly desired by employers because they're able to think critically and to make eth ethical actions in a way that benefits the organizations they're joining and we need to um, not only recognize that this is one of the hallmarks of a Susquehanna education, but find ways in which we can be continually more intentional about uh, this being one of the advantages that we provide to our students. How do you intend on making the people of color on campus feel more at home? That's a, that's a, a tough question. Yeah. Um, and um, the I think what the first thing is uh, making sure uh, that all of our students, students of color, but um, uh, LGBTQ students that, that um, and students with, with a broad range of religious backgrounds, that they first and fundamentally know um, that I love them and 
embrace their experiences uh, as fully as I do majority students, and to listen carefully to be sure that um, students from underrepresented or minority backgrounds be sure that to take advantage of the wisdom they bring to help me to be sure that we create an inclusive environment in which they feel um, as valued and respected as all other members of the community. Uh, and certainly I know with, within the leadership of the university uh, that this is absolutely true. But uh, we live in a complicated world in which uh, not all of our neighbors um, are, uh, have, have had enough experiences with people who are different from them to recognize that those differences are superficial and that the wider range of people with whom we interact, the richer we all are. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm really anxious for both our uh, um, faculty and staff of color and for students of color to help provide me with guidance to be sure that we provide the kinds of support and infrastructure that will, will um, guarantee that, that everyone thrives equally. We saw you assistant in move-in day, unloading items for first-year students. Describe your first move-in day. It was absolutely inspirational. Um, the, uh, I mean, I still every once in a while want to just wander into the dining hall and yell, "What team?" <laughs> because uh, the uh, first of all, uh, my, my wife made the comment that it, the single best recruiting tool we could have for families would be to just put a video of Move-In Day up for moms and dads who have taken a student to any other college or university to see the ways in which um, not only their car gets unloaded and the and uh, the students' belongings end up being delivered to the room, but the incredibly warm and enthusiastic way that all the members of the community uh, engage in that. By 12.30 on move-in day, the entire first-year class was, was uh, at their rooms in the residence halls. Um, they'd been given treats, they'd been embraced, the pep band had played to them, and um, and it wasn't just students. We had faculty and staff, a record number of faculty and staff that participated, and we had about a hundred people from Sealands Grove, um, folks who live in the neighborhood, who are, are proud that we're part of their community, who wanted also to express to families and incoming students that they're, value, they're valued here and that they're welcome, and so, you know, we saw folks that live three or four blocks away from campus carrying refrigerators upstairs to help help students move in and and you know i i challenge anyone to find a find a university that, that welcomes their new class this way mm-hmm. i agree but boy i sure hurt the next day there's more to you than a president you are also a composer and conductor would you please tell us more about that sure um you know, I think most most folks that find themselves working in higher ed administration uh, played some other role, and the majority of college presidents at some point were college faculty members, and I, I was a music professor. Uh, well, and I still am a music professor uh, to conduct orchestras and choirs at the uh, colleges and universities where I worked. Um, and um, one of the things that I've always thought was important for faculty members was ways in which they could bring their own scholarship, their own uh, creative work into the classroom so that uh, if we have science faculty members that their research is being um, uh, worked into their activities with students and if we have um, folks in the humanities are doing research that they find ways to engage students in that subject. One of the things that that I've always uh, enjoyed doing as um, a composer and conductor is that uh, sort of throughout my career I've written pieces of music for my student groups to perform, uh, partly maybe selfishly because it's a way of uh, <laughs> getting more performances of my own music, but, but I would uh, um, 
really try to write pieces that were specifically tailored to a particular group or sometimes if it was something uh, with uh, vocal parts that had uh, text also being uh, uh, mindful of the ways in which the particular texts that were involved could be um, uh, connected to a larger educational initiative and so it's been been a great way of being able to uh, combine sort of my first love of, of being a musician with my work with uh, students and colleagues. We love your bow ties. <laughs> Is there a story uh, to your bow ties? Well, there, there, there are stories to many of my bow ties, <laughs> but um, the, uh, the point at which I became a bow tie wearer uh, was the uh, night that I proposed to my wife. Um, I, uh, as a musician, I've been wearing bow ties my entire life, but, but usually black ones with a tuxedo. And, and uh, uh, so I went out and bought a bow tie uh, for the night that I asked Lynn to marry me, and she said yes, and it seemed to me that that was as good a good luck charm as I could have. And so uh, I've uh, moved to being exclusively a bow tie guy um, since then. And, and uh, uh, it's interesting also, I've noticed that I think if you are... Um, a person who wears suits for a living and you're around 18 to 22 year olds who are sometimes also engaged in, in moments of, of stress when they come to see you because there's something that they need help with for whatever reason when you wear a bow tie they seem to be a little bit more relaxed um, it's just not quite as off-putting or maybe it's just goofy enough that uh, that works but uh, it, as I said to somebody recently it was the best rabbit's foot I ever could have had so I'm glad to wear them. WQSU would like to thank President Green for his extensive interview today for our public affairs program and 303 exclusively on WQSU.